you've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. All right, so Scott and I are walking through the video store once again. Brian's there with us. And we're talking about how sad we are that Aunt Martha from Sleepaway Camp recently passed away. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's a real bummer. And I love Sleepaway Camp. But you know what I haven't watched in a hot minute? Sleepaway Camp 2, which in some ways is as good, if not better, than the original. And Scott's like, yeah, it is a pretty good movie. And Brian's like, I've only seen Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. And our mouths drop. And we're like... Then you need to watch Unhappy Campers with us. So we're back with another re-rental episode talking about Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers from 1987. So, so yeah. Brian, how'd you like Sleepaway Camp 2 compared to Sleepaway Camp 1 and Sleepaway Camp 3? Uh, I mean, I think that Sleepaway Camp 2 is more like, I'm not going to say how do I put this? I don't even want to say quality wise, but like tone wise, it's more on par with three. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like, Oh, for sure. It is just when people say horror is supposed to be fun. This is like a perfect movie. Cause it's not like scare. It's, it's just watching people that deserve to get killed. I shouldn't say that. How do I say that to sound like less of an asshole? No, watching no, no. People, people that, that I deserve don't to know. Die, that, yeah, that's fine. No, nor love. Therefore, I do not care that they're being killed. Get killed is. And the good thing about the way that Angela kills people in this is that 
No one really suffers for more than maybe 15 or 30 seconds. Except All the for the leech chick. The, the leech chick. The, the leech chick. The, the toilet oh, yeah, that one, is but... The- <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't like torture. I mean, it was torture, but it wasn't painful torture. It was more just shaming, shame, shame. (laughs) It's so this is one of those movies where I have watched there. There was a handful of movies that I talked about where like when I first started college and we've talked about these nights before on the show where like you had a movie on in the DVD player and that movie might play like six times in one night because you're like, I'm not getting up and switching this disc. So like when the movie's over, you just hit the play button again and like keep doing what you're doing on the computer. Um, this was one of the three movies for me. It was Garden State and then Sleepaway Camp and Sleepaway Camp 2 were like very frequent. <laughs> that, that is so mad. That is the most mad Kelly thing I've ever fucking heard. But I think that... Rom-com and slashers. But I think what um, with this one... More so than Sleepaway Camp, the DVD, the the menu for the DVD is that closing credit song by Obsession, Desperate to Survive. So, like, I can't tell you a single line of that song, but I can tell you the melody line right away because, like, every time the movie was over, just be like, So, quick question: The patrons are they can see the video? Some of the patrons can see no, this video. No, 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 not the re-rentals, just the main thing. stuff. Like, because am I supposed to be recording? No, on not for band? the re-rentals. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we asking these dumb fucking questions? <laughs> At least my question is less stupid than Brian's. Um, it's okay. Brian probably had a big day of being a birthday boy yesterday. So, in any case, um, I just I wish that there was video of what of Matt's face just now doing that. <laughs> So I was doing guitar you know, guy faces did, while I was singing the melody yeah, line. I, trust me, I know exactly what face that is, and I I, I do not approve um, <laughs> as a guitar guy. Um, so the thing also is that uh, it, the patrons that are hearing this, if you're not part of the, is it fifteen dollar tier where you see the videos, you get to actually yeah. see the videos. The video, I have not seen it, but I lived it. The video for Pee-wee where Matt was doing all of his cringe-inducing um, Pee-wee impressions, I feel like you, you, need, I mean, you need to bump it one up. Person, bump one up. person right now is looking at video, and that person is Chris Robinson. And Chris Robinson, yeah. make sure to comment on every episode how much he enjoys. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you, got, you guys are missing out if you're not watching the video. Because the difference is also like, I just finished editing the Mars Attacks episode and the video people are getting the full 45 minutes of that episode versus the main feed. You're only getting like a 28 to 30 minute episode. So there's a lot. Did you cut? Did you cut? Did you cut one of my good stories? So, uh, sleep. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, so, okay. I've seen this movie so many times. Um, I didn't actually have to rewatch it because I knew all the beats that I wanted to hit and all of the quotes that I wanted to hit, but I did anyway. I, it's I didn't just a fun, it it's just a fun straight. movie and it's such a quick watch. It's like what, like 80 minutes tops. <laughs> yeah. And I probably finished it in 50. Um, <laughs> Because I knew everything I wanted yeah. to, to revisit. I'm going to say controversial but, statement. Man. I know that she's a no, she's a friend nope. of the show, but 
I think I like no. Pamela Springsteen's Angela a little this bit is more. Not, no, that's the thing is we've done Sleepaway Camp 2 before. And we've done Sleepaway Camp. That was episode 50 yeah. for the noobs. Um, but the thing is, is that they're completely different characters. They are completely different and characters. See, I just like them. this character more. I like that this character... I like that Pamela Springsteen's version of Angela is that she just like waltzed off the set of Sesame Street into like a slasher movie. Like she's just so chipper. And I, I like how she answers my lifelong question. What would John Mulaney look like as a woman? <laughs> it's it's insane that her her brother is Bruce Springsteen. Like that is chaos to me. This movie. <laughs> the weirdest yeah, but also we got the 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 wonderful um, Emilio Estevez's sister. Yeah, Renee Estevez. It, Renee Estevez, and you know what is also super funny? And I never put this together until this 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 watch, which is the weirder part of this anecdote. But I never put together the fact that they make an Emilio Estevez joke in this yep. movie. They say, because the the party hats at two o'clock thing, and Emilio, hey Emilio, hey Emilio, party hats two o'clock. He goes, oh yeah, and I was like, wait, oh, Emilio, did you catch? Did, <laughs> it goes deeper than that. Did you catch what the other brother's name is on the tip patrol? No, it's Emilio and Charlie, like Charlie Sheen and Emilio Escavez, who are brothers. Wait, they're bro- wait, wait. Oh, okay, so two things are, are fucking my brain up. One, the fact that Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez are brothers. I never knew that. And second of all, the fact that you called him Emilio Escavez. I put, I put an Esca in there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> I just, I, you know, I love you guys, but I get no stronger joy from Horror Movie Night than making fun of you when you say something wrong. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple of the quotes that I wrote down. Um, one... I swear to God, if you take my favorite one, the, I'm quitting until next is, week. Is it the very first when the guy's telling the story about uh, no when when he's like he's like telling the story of Angela and he just goes, "Well, he's a she now. He got a sex change, and our parents' taxes paid for it." Like, <laughs> I can remember saying this when we did this. When we was was it your. It was nine. It was our ninety ninth episode. It was right before Monster Squad. Okay, so it was right before. Yeah, goddamn. Because, I mean, I do love this movie, but it is arguably more problematic, strictly due to the, than the first one, due to that first scene. For sure. Because you know, watching it in twenty twenty one, especially, um, you know, this this most recent watch, it's very interesting to having seen this movie so many times, still forget. The fact that he goes from being very progressive to being a transphobe, um, <laughs> you know, that character. And, and because, like, the first time I watched that scene, every single time I'm like, "Hey, that's pretty fucking progressive for '87." For me, be like, "No, it's a she," yeah. or, or I don't think he said it, but he's like, "No, she." And I was like, "Yeah, you got the pronouns right." And then he's like, "Or whatever they are." I'm like, "Fuck, you almost <laughs> had it, guy. If you just shut the fuck up for five minutes, it's like a foul ball." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we were talking about Emilio and Charlie. I mean, yes, do yeah. you, is this the line that you want it to get to? The tip patrol? Well, yeah. Who's going to see us? The tip patrol. That's who. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, there's that. I only wrote down like three that I really absolutely t- had to touch on. Is the tip patrol is the party hats. Yeah, party hats and five o'clock, which hit. is so yeah, fucking go to funny. Episode 99. We we talk about all this shit in episode ninety nine, just so you know. Um, but the 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 
arguably the most breakdown clip worthy <laughs> the most breakdown clip worthy line in um or breakdown worthy clip in this movie for an audio sample is you don't have HIV or anything do you or you don't have AIDS or anything do you okay bye <laughs> dude she is First of all, the worst person in the she's world. She's the worst person in the world. But first of all, we get two sex scenes from her. The first one is in a bathroom, which is the sloppiest sex scene Amazing. I've ever seen in my entire there's life. No, no, there's no sex. He's trying to go down on her and she like wants it but doesn't want it. He's just it, like, like kissing like, her stomach. Is- <laughs> like- but that's it just doesn't make any sense because this movie gets inches close to being progressive for 1987. <laughs> Cunnilingus and actual correct uh, you know, pronouns, but then they just fucking ruin it (laughs) but there's that and then there's the actual sex scene in the woods which looks like the most painful sex any human being has ever had hey she 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 orgasmed he didn't he just looks like i mean that's progressive he looks like he's being ripped (laughs) apart (laughs) yeah it was basically like take that scene out of here and Put it in Hellraiser 69. Hellraiser 69. There we go. I'm just throwing this out there again. If you're looking for audio clips for a breakdown, I think right before the panty raid where the guy goes, just us monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Would also be pretty good. All right, Brian, let's talk about some of the kills because this movie is essentially just a kill collage for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Did you have a particularly favorite one? Uh, I, I think I already, I think I already blew myself um, when I said the leech. Okay. One. I think I think, I think that. that's the the it's the grossest kill, but also the most memorable. You know, yeah. I, I really love the just for the principle of the thing. I love the kill where um, she rips the guy's face off, wears it. Kills somebody with a chainsaw dressed. Oh, she kills somebody wearing a Freddy mask, or I mean a Jason mask, takes his face, turns herself into a leather face, and then kills the guy wearing a Freddy outfit and a Freddy glove. Oh, I, I thought she was wearing a I thought she was wearing a Mike Myers mask. No, she was wearing that guy's no. face that she had killed prior. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't have uh I don't have blinds yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a, I get a decent glare on my TV, as you can see behind yeah. me. Uh, not a blind house. Um, I also like the uh, just for the line going into it is when she's like, "What do you got a gun?" She's like, "No, a drill." <laughs> <laughs> just right yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I, I it love- is literally a kill every five minutes in this movie, like mm-hmm. clockwork. <laughs> and the best thing is that the the cast doesn't stay the same like it's the cast is finite there aren't very many kids and so really it's they're dropping like flies every day um and 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 so it's just like you know then she gets fired because he's like you can't keep sending people home you know just i love the fact (laughs) that it just shows the cast just shrinking down there's like a point where like literally when she gets fired it's just renee is the only person left in her whole cabin she kills the best is when she kills the one girl for talking too much by choking her to death with the guitar string but then the one girl walks in and she's like but i didn't do anything and she's like but you were gonna tell like i like that like it, it's it's also the the way she says yeah. all the things. Well, yeah, she her delivery is fantastic, but I also think that there's it's kind of like that movie Super in a lot of ways 
where like there was that movie Super with Rain Wilson where the concept is oh, like yeah. when you put it in Shut up crime yeah, like when you decide to be a vigilante, right? Like the longer you do that, the more everything feels like a punishable offense. <laughs> so it's like the first yeah. few, it's like, okay, yeah, they're doing drugs on camp. Like you would probably get kicked out of camp for that. Like it's like it makes sense of things you would get kicked out of camp for. And then it just gets more and more absurd to the level of like, well, you were possibly going to be doing- a tattletale. So you're going to get kicked, kicked <laughs> out of camp. Are we doing double features for this? Um, We can, if you got if one you written down. It's, dude, it's your no, show. No, 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 no. I don't okay. want to. Cause that, cause this will make more sense. <laughs> I just didn't want to say, you know, because it would have been my double feature, but her whole the whole vibe of this film reminds me so much of serial yes. mom and that's why i enjoyed it so much it's just like the uh like that dude was pissing in the woods and Angela, she's just like at the table like i'll be right back and then just goes and, you know. yeah it's so it's so clear what she's up to um the line yeah. the line that shrop and i used to quote all the time in this was the hey look who's on tv and it's just the boyfriend's head inside the busted television set like that scene just makes us so happy every time because because the head there's so many good props in that room but not but not that, that head. not the head <laughs> not, yeah no. i do i really love the fact that she just randomly chops that dude's head off and puts him in the tv that's that's his head yeah. right the guy who gets his head chopped off her her uh her boyfriend and then bam into the tv um it's just so I that that I feel like that kill is the only surprise yeah. of the entire movie. So that if you have the DVD or Blu-ray of Sleepaway Camp 2, you get a deleted scene where they just couldn't get the scene to work for them, but that scene originally she cuts off the head and it just stays there on the body as it's just like like a South Park blood spray out of the neck like where it's just like way too much blood like it doesn't make any sense that it's firing out like a cannon but they just could not like you're watching you're like man they just can't get this this effect to work the way they want it to so they just cut to the the head comes off real quick and it cuts to angela and fades to black but but the thing also about that is that they might they couldn't get that scene to work. But yet the first kill where she cuts the girl's tongue out of her mouth, they they have a ketchup bottle full of red carrot syrup <laughs> that's probably ten feet away on the other side of the the the, the forest, and they're just like, you know, like it's coming from the wrong way. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I have written down. I didn't have too many notes because I just I get sucked into this movie every fucking time I watch it. I love it. Um, Oh, I wrote down it ends like House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of does. Like yes. not even just like oh she thinks that she's being saved and it's the killer, but it also does the exact same. Like it goes to a negative film frame and does like a stuttering zoom in. Like it is the ending of House of a Thousand Corpses. So that's my new theory is that Rob Zombie was actually ripping this movie off, not TCM two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian, a man of a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> but they are worth a lot of money, so he doesn't use them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that we revisited Sleepaway Camp 2 for the summer. Uh, we'll do another one of these maybe in late August or early September. But uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Well, we've got a couple minutes. No time like the present to remind you guys. It is Listener Submitted Month coming up in just a few months. So how about you contact us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com 
write us a great little email. You know, we've never done Sleepaway Camp 3 on this show. Just throwing that out there oh, as a potential idea. Cool. But, you know, honestly, though, that couldn't be any worse than the four that we picked last exactly. year. Exactly. That's true. I'm also confused by Matt's intro because Matt does paid advertisement. And Matt's scripted ads sound less scripted than him just ad-libbing. <laughs> He's like, that's why you have a do script. You, <laughs> do you like picking movies? I know I do. That's and why you have to you... do like the thumb, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, the, I know I do. <laughs> that's why for the whole month of September. <laughs> Man, we're just ruining it for ourselves that there's no video for the, the Patreon exclusives right now because it now that we've gotten used to the idea that we're on camera, it's like, well, we have to be on camera all the time. Yeah. Brian's finally getting past it. We can start doing the live stream show again. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was about to I, you guys can see me. Nobody else. All right. Can. All right. Well, it's a private, private uh uh, only fans, mm-hmm. <laughs> only, only fans. Yeah. <laughs> now that's fucked up. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Sleepaway Camp 2 Unhappy Campers. We'll be back with another re-rental in a few months, but there's always fresh content on the HMN page. So go and search Horror Movie Night on any podcasting app and check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash HMN podcast. Yay. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey! You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. 
Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 